What an old banger down on the street by the Stooges from the album Fun House Live East FM 88.1 107.1. It's a sports happy hour on Jim, joined with Giller as I often am, except uh, for the past three weeks or so. Giller has been MIA. Where have you been, Giller? Uh, well, the first week there was nothing to talk about, there was no sport. That's true. And the second one, no sport. Yep. And the third I'll one, give you that one. There was then, literally nothing to talk about. And then. Uh, where was I? I was probably at home. I probably wasn't doing anything other than what I do, which yep. would probably be, I could probably tell you what Just bits is. and pieces, was it? Yeah, yeah is that what you were doing? Yeah, that's a word. Yeah. But team. you've got to be happy with Waikato. Your, well, your Waikato. I'm, actually, I am. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. It's, yep. it's a fair... Because you were so down after the Super Rugby Aotearoa season. Wow, well, it's fair and even reporting. I mean, we start yep. with the Chiefs every week prior to you know, Super Rugby Aotearoa, and we got our... Sp- Bankings, yeah, and all of a sudden we put fifty points on Wellington, yep, and then we do um, not quite the same to the other team. I can't remember what the team was. Um, uh, I can't remember either. Who was it? Someone, someone else. <laughs> mm, just uh, it's week. just just slipped out of your mind. Just a few it? days ago. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, uh, there's so it's, I was going to say there's so much rugby now, but there isn't. There's like about five games, so well, that, uh, it's two, kind of a lie as well. Two at the same time. That's quite interesting. That was very odd. Two or five. So you had a f- between the two. And did you go. think that was strange? I did. I, I had to explain it to my uh, my eight year old who is just pedantic on on why. Like, yeah. Why Why do they have two games on at the same time? I'm like, oh. I don't know. Were they trying to fit in like the Farah Palmer Cup or something? Was it a quality decision? Was it diversity? I'm not sure. Well, because that just that seems. For those who don't know what we're talking about, there was two Super Rugby. No, no. What's it called now? The IT New Zealand Mitre Cup. Might ten changes every year. Basically, the domestic competition of New Zealand rugby, and they decided to play two games. I forget which ones they were, but uh, simultaneously, just completely bizarre yeah it was um i think hawks bay and bay of plenty no hawks bay and someone else and then someone else and someone else yeah <laughs> so it was a division South- one division two situation and southland versus uh someone else yeah and um and the result was you just flipped between the two i had no skin in either game i do that sometimes if the warriors and the blues are playing at the same time or similar <laughs> how was that this week on the blues um, didn't play, I suppose, but no the auckland didn't go that well they nah. were actually atrocious I, that surprised me. I thought they were awful. I was, I, I watched it. I had friends over for, for for afternoon babies. I was looking at the, you know, through the window, mm. keeping an eye on the game. But um, yeah, I was looking forward to a big one from Rico Yuani. Yep. Not sure if that happened. Um, well, what happened? Basically, the Wellington defend. Wellington defended really well. There's no, there's no hiding from that. Uh, that rush defence caught the Auckland backs a little bit flat. Um, they weren't quite getting the go forward from the base from uh, Akira and New All Black. Uh, Hoskins Satutu, they probably had their quietest games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I saw him make a, a, a good run, but then lost the ball. I thought at the breakdown they were lazy. They were, there was too much one-off running. There was no one up the up mm. the guy's date, as they say, um, to get in there and mm. secure the ruck. Um, and they got found out. Um, mm. Yeah, Adi Savia. And, and if you look at the first, you know, Wellington couple of scores, they sort of came from Auckland mistakes and turnovers and, and things Auckland should have done better. Um, that put them on the back foot. They came back because they can score. They can course score from anywhere. You never count them out. No. Um, but they just didn't have it together that day. I don't know what happened. Mm. They're all over the shop. An oddity, perhaps, similar to what mm. Wellington showed the week prior to Waikato. Well, annoyingly, they. Well, I think they did take the first three of the game, but after that, they they gave away gift points. You know, this new, um, you know, sort of chest thumping thing they're doing. Oh, we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll go for the try, we'll bang it out in the corner, that sort of stuff. Uh, no, if you're playing someone good, just get some points. Get some points, get the points. you know what I mean? And I think they bombed the line out anyway, and then, yeah. Mm. So I wasn't that happy about it. No. 
I'd like to look at this Umanga Jensen, though, from uh, from the Lions. Uh, the Wellington fellow, yeah. Yeah, he, he played some great very good player the in the of, making, uh, I think. Of Super Rugby RTRO, he played some really Absolutely. good Absolutely. He made uh, Auckland midfield backs look a bit ordinary, to Did be he honest. Really? Yep. And they're, they're two decent players, TJ Fani and, and obviously Rico Ioani. Mm. Um, yep. So I wasn't entirely happy. With, but but to be fair, the first game against uh, Otago, where they won 38-6, I think it was, mm-hmm. I don't think they played that well then either. Right. They really didn't. I don't think they were particularly fluid. Again, the same problems, but they weren't punished at the breakdown like they were with Wellington. Right. And Wellington has the backs that can punish you as well. They do. And they've got mm. a pretty good loose forward trio. Absolutely. Yeah. So, oh, well. See what happens this weekend. So, um... So for Auckland, they're what just the front row. I mean, how, how similar are they to the Blues team? Oh, seventy yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, relatively. Well, it doesn't have any Harbour players, but, but that's nothing new, is it? So, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, they look really strong. They're, they're missing Dalton Papali'i for some bizarre reasons, playing for Counties. Yes. Um, I hope your filthy mob aren't trying to steal him. Is the first thing I thought of. It looks. It looks like that. Uh, mind you, we've got we've got Boucher. Uh, as a seven, but I don't think Dalton's a seven. They just keep putting him there. I, uh, he's a six for me. Really? He, yeah. He's, he's a enough? big guy, man. Right. I, I think he's wasted at seven. Mm, okay. I don't think it's his job. It's a tough old um, uh, log jam there. No, I'd like to see him as a Kano enforcer. Kano uh, token enforcer. Oh, watching someone like that is just mm. <laughs> glorious. Just <laughs> glorious. While we're talking All Blacks, uh, we can't go uh, any further without much mentioning the big story of the day where... New Zealand Rugby, I'm reading a straight-off stuff that um, Bastion of Journalistic Integrity, New Zealand Rugby says Aussies broke commitment, an inverted comma, to get ABs home by Christmas. The, the gist of this is, did you just drop your guts in the studio? No. What was that noise? I just picked up this. Oh, okay. So I thought it was flatulence. No, no. Anyway, I'll get back to this. Um, so Mark Robinson, the CEO of NZR, is... is dark because he says he's been hoodwinked by the Aussies and they've done a deal for Super Rugby uh, or the remnants of such uh, with games that are going to be in November and December and the New Zealanders or the All Blacks will be away for quite a long time from New Zealand and they're going to miss Christmas. And this is what it's really all about, isn't it? Well, I mean, yeah, their last game... Due to isolation. Their last, Mm. correct, their last game is the 12th of December. Come back two weeks, Boxing Day, that's it, they're out. And this Robinson was under the impression, uh, whether the Aussies had done the dirty or not, um, that the games would be finished by the 5th. The last test would be on the 5th of December, mm-hmm. um, which is actually the Grammar 25th anniversary, I've just thought. It will be. That'll be a hell of a night. Anyway. Yeah, that'll, uh, yeah, that'll lock up your sh- middle-aged daughters, really, as they say. Shouldn't really change anything. But no, should <laughs> 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 We might just not see it. You know, that's yeah, all. That's exactly <laughs> Could get locked in, lock in at showies or something. Yeah. Um, anyway, the so Mark Robinson doesn't know what's going on. He, he feels let down. He feels, um, you know, he's not happy about it. He thinks the Aussies are pricks, basically, and it, that's where we're at. It seems because San, I heard that Marinos saw the, yep. the, the the Sansa sure guy, and he said, "No, I've always said that it was always going to be that. They've known all the time." And and this fellow is saying, "I do not agree. We did not agree. We never yep. discussed this." And I've uttered those words recently too. Yeah. Didn't agree with this. He's been getting a bit of heat uh, recently, Mark Robinson, actually. Uh, the Black Ferns, I sent you a uh, article I came across, or a, a tweet I came across saying just about how the Black Ferns haven't got any uh, tests no games this whatsoever. season. With, uh, when we say Black Ferns, for those listening overseas, our extensive overseas audience, uh, we're referring to the women's, women's All Blacks, effectively. The Cayman Islands. Yeah, and the, yeah, the Cayman Islands. Well, it's not the worst place to be now, apart from a few cyclones and things like that. Yep. 
Um, anyway, so the Blackfords have got no tests, and their their bugbear or bugbear of um, some media commentators is that the All Blacks are taking an extended squad of forty five players uh, to cover their late um, arrival back in New Zealand. The fact that they're away for so long, and the women's team have no games, nothing. And there's a World Cup um, next year. And well, this is the main thing that there's a World Cup um, next year, and they're saying. Yeah, we've sort of got no practice. Hey, what's going on? It does seem, I understand Dollar's work, and mm. I'll put my hand up. I don't think I've ever watched a full game of women's rugby. No, not a full game. No. no. <laughs> I clap and cheer yeah. when I find out yeah. and say, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but no, I haven't watched a, I might have watched a warm up match or a, or a, or a curtain raiser, but that's, even that sounds condescending. Yeah, it uh, does. <laughs> it does. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what I'm saying is, you know, I. What you're saying is there's no money because no, no one money. watches yeah, it. That's it. I yeah. pretty and much every everyone, match. everyone knows that we're not we're yeah. not being chauvinist pigs by saying that we it's not toxic it's not um, a microaggression it's just um, it's, it's it. reality it's commercial reality no one watches it and but there's I no do, money in the game but I do think they should play they could have tried it a little bit harder couldn't they I do think that I do think I can well and truly understand how they feel I mean how are they supposed to um, be fully prepared if they haven't played in the games for a year yeah this is the thing. Not good enough. Um, I do say it's not good enough. And I think they're playing some internal squad games or barbarian nonsense. Um, something's better than nothing, I suppose. But it is. It is. It does stick out like a sore thumb. It's no good look when the, when the All Blacks have got forty five guys uh, in Australia. Well, right now they're fishing off the, <laughs> off the yeah. Bay of Plenty. Is that where they are? Yeah. Are they? Are they yeah. doing a school visit or maybe Jacinda's recruited them for a campaign? She would have recruited TJ probably. No, no, they're uh, as part of the obviously they camp, they get together, yeah. and they introduce each other, and they meet each other. And, and TJ will be honging somewhere. Um, now well, that's um, okay. Yeah. Sorry, Gillis is showing me, but we we are on radio, Gillis. Yeah, I'm showing you. Know. That's a sack of muscles. Okay, well, now what? Explain this, please. What's yeah, happening? So here? the first photo is off the back of a boat from someone. I can see that from yes. someone I know in the All Black camps who's not an All Black. Oh, I see. And he's is it Sam Kane? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He's the captain. He? Okay. <laughs> but I thought you'd be, if you were going to make a cover story, just make it like, yeah. he's definitely not an All Black. No, no, I've got a guy I've got a guy on the inside. Yeah. And uh, they went fishing. Yeah. As you do. And when you get to camp. And then he reckoned that a local fishing operator uh, gave them a sack of mussels. But I'm, I think it was in chess because a sack was probably, I don't know, eight feet tall and probably uh, eight metres in diameter. Eight metres. Eight foot in diameter. So And this was commercially gathered, I'm hoping. Commercially gathered. Yeah, so okay. Because it could yeah, be a Rahui, 50 per person. Per back person. Of why, oh yeah, there's no Rahui. No, no okay. Right into it. No, uh, right into so it. So yeah, so that's what they were doing. Well, so I hope they don't get shellfish poisoning. No. That's the first thing. That's the first thing. Mm. And they would need more than 45 people. Yeah, there'd be, there'd be a few mouths to feed in that side, though. Yeah, some of those some, big boys. Imagine the diets. Well, that, we, I think we talked about it last week. Oh, no, we didn't last week. No, we didn't, because we haven't been here we for three weeks, for three weeks or so. Yeah. We talked about... Um, Oh, that's right. I talked to a neighbour about it. The Wellington hooker, uh, so far... Uh, um, Amal. Amal. Amal, yeah. Amua, sorry. Amal. You read the article about him as a you know, mid to late teenager smashing back 16 pies in a sitting. I like it. Uh, yes, yeah. that's what he used to do. He goes, well, hang on a minute. I'm not Seems gonna... a lot. does seem excessive. Yeah. 16. I mean, why, why stop at 8? Yeah. 10, d- double digits. 11. Well, most people would, yeah. Most people probably still have one or, or two, but at so, worst. So that appetite hasn't gone anywhere. Growing growing man. That though. appetite hasn't gone anywhere. He's just yep. changed it. Okay. So, yes, you're right. There'd be some mouths to feed, and my God, it must be incredible. Do you love watching Carl Tukuanafi get around the field? I do enjoy I love it because you know he's trying really hard. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, 
if he's if he's slamming into a rock or something, you're like, he's been trying real hard. Yeah. And he sort of looked desperately, kind of looks to the sideline occasionally, like, do, should I sub now or yeah. do you guys want me off? Do you know what I mean? Air filter above his yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might find breathing easier. But he's uh, he's playing the house down actually after getting a kick up the ass by the All Black selectors uh, in World Cup year because he blew out, didn't he? He did. Um, and I think he got back into the got back into the rotisserie chickens from Countdown, right. um, And ballooned up again. Until and it's, the time. yeah, he's one of those guys that sort of looks at a lamington and then you know gains five kilos. I think. Mm. Um, but he seems to be doing really well. Yeah, good, on him. It's good, good to see, good to see him again. He's and that's the, not the worth Harborside. They blew out. They got. They got a bit of a pasting last week. Oh, that was one. That was the Waikato game. Yeah, game, game and yeah, Harbour's probably a better team than they than they showed that day. I would have think, especially with guys like Bryn Hall and you know Bryn Gatland, and they're all called Bryn. What's going on? Some sort of Welsh invasion over on the shore. Wasn't there an All Black lock from Harbour called Bryn Evans as well? It was a Bryn Evans. Like about 10, 15 years ago. It was a Bryn Evans. Which is Welsh, Britain. Okay, so are we, do we think defense. the Welsh have settled sort of in Birkenhead? Yeah, I would have thought, yeah, the South Africans would be the names coming through, but but, uh, mm. but no, it's not. The Welsh seem to be. Um, I'm, I'm happy you brought that up, and I'll tell you for why. See, I do a bit of uh, cricket umpiring, and I come across a lot of South African uh, guys, right? Basically, the whole East Coast Bays team is South African. Okay. Okay, and Takapuna is pretty close. <laughs> okay. Okay, and... I don't see any South Africans coming through in rugby. What's going on? Mm. The last South African player to play for the All Blacks, tell me, Giller. It was the Lock. What was his name? Yep, uh, Harbour. Uh, yeah, that's right, Harbour again. From Harbour. But he played uh, for the Highlanders, I believe. Did he not? Oh, no, blues. Blues. It was the Blues. Blues. The name, the name escapes he, me. He looked a bit like Ivan Drago. Yes, the name escapes me at present. Uh, yeah. Visualise him. I can see him. Blondie sort of chap. Yep. Uh, obviously a Lock, so he's yep. tall. And he was big, and he played about four tests, I think. Did he play more, or did he play about... I reckon he probably played about 12, All right, so if I had to guess. But if you knew his name, you could Google it. But I know. I mean, I can, but obviously I'm talking on a live radio show. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can probably Google it too. What You just tell mm. us the name, though. Greg Rawlinson. That's it. Greg yeah. Rawlinson's okay. a bit English, but okay, he's yapping. Well, yeah, whatever. But anyway, wh- where are these South African kids? What's going on? No idea. Are they just choosing other sports? I don't know what, what what are they strong at over there in the shore. Well, cricket—that's all I really know—and and baseball because there's a lot of uh, Koreans. But right. yeah, and the Korean kids play baseball, and and uh, South African kids play cricket. Right, right. Um, uh, but no rugby. They must come. To they rugby. must come. Like but you're right. Glenfield I mean, and Takapuna clubs and. Well, I mean, I you know, flick on the, the the first fifteen rugby maybe once a week. Wouldn't there be some burly sort of um, boa prop called Larue or something? And you're quite right. None of the names that pop up. That's weird. Are from South Africa. If so you're South African and listening to the show, maybe you could shed some light on this because we've no idea why they're not filtering this through. This talent pool that should be here mm. is being are they whipping them off to South Africa to go back into the their their teams? I doubt that heavily. <laughs> No, but they all play cricket, you see. Half our teams said they were good. Now, they happened with England a few years ago, that like yep. literally nine of them or something. Were. And now they've got an Irishman as a captain. Yeah, which is... Which is, which is really weird. He's no, he's no longer welcome in Ireland, though. So. Well, when I was in Ireland, 20 mm. years, 25, 26 years ago, cricket was... It's an English thing. There's yep. no way they play cricket. I never saw it played anywhere. Okay, that's interesting, because I went and umpired there... Uh, for a weekend. I mean, this which, is actually a story. Which part of Ireland? Uh, Dublin, Ireland. Okay, that's, Dublin, that's Ireland. Yeah. Uh, Leinster Cricket it's, Association. Well, it's different up in uh, Ulster, of course. Different, well, different up there. Ireland, different up is, there. It is in the UK. Then. Well, it's English. Uh, I mean, let's just leave that one. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, in the Republic, <laughs> I went and umpired at a cricket club called The Hills, 
um, which was in sort of Totatatera or something. I don't, I can't exactly remember where it was. So, but anyway, it was outside of Dublin, sort of in the hills, and you could kind of see down into Dublin. So, I think we were uh, south of the city. Yeah, um, I'm not sh- exactly sure. I, I, I can't remember the name of the place right now, but I know where you are. And also umpired at Phoenix Park. Oh, uh, Phoenix Park, right in Dublin. Very yeah. famous place. Right in Dublin. Part uh, of the Irish history. Uh, well, they've got exactly. They've got deer and everything. Right. That was the day I did the um, Easter Rising tour, so I did a bit of a trip around everything. Oh, and that's fantastic! Yeah, 1916. yeah. Um, the GPO. The GPO. Exactly. Um, and I went to the what was the prison where they. Um, Kilmarnock? Well, no. where are like um, Michael Collins and all that got, got oh, met man. the doom. You know what I mean? Anyway, where's the story going? Um, so I umpired there and I was amazed to learn from my Irish host that there's 16, count them, 16 divisions in Leinster cricket. 16? 16. Man, they have a lot of Asian guys playing. Well, what would it be? What they call Asians. We yeah. call Indians and Pakistanis and Sri Lankans. <laughs> yes. But. They have a lot of those guys, but there's still a lot of Irish guys, you know, ethnic Irish guys playing. Yep. Um, I was amazed, and they told me, um, especially this club, The Hills, which actually has hosted first-class cricket before, it's all picturesque, and it's sort of in a meadow and and very storybook. Um, Anyway, they told me that, yeah, they play, basically they play 16 divisions, um, and there's sort of each club has at least three teams, right? Right. And it was basically bought there by the absentee landlords and, and stuff. Well, they can't have an absentee. Maybe they just brought cricket and then pissed off again. Yes. I don't know. Uh, but it, it was a gentry game, um, and that's where the where it comes from. And it's always been there, but it's just flown under the radar because anything English isn't that popular. So <laughs> that's, But they're not short of players. No, no, well, not. I know Dublin now is a massive melting pot, so it doesn't, yeah, doesn't surprise me. That part doesn't surprise you. Well, just the sheer number, though. I mean, they're 16. Did yeah. I ever tell you the story about what happened on the Sunday, though? All right, so first oh, I did, did the, I did a game during the end of the week. Um, I think it might have been the MCC were playing up at um, the, this ground, the Hills. Anyway, on the Sunday, I umpired just uh, kind of a knock-around league, if you know what I mean, like a 50-over game, just to fill a gap. Anyway, so I went to this game. The guy was a captain of one team. He was actually a Kiwi. Uh, well, he was from Christchurch, but, you know. Yeah. And... <laughs> And the game, basically, the only game I've ever called off in my life was this. We had to pull stumps because it was about to erupt into a brawl. Really? Yeah. They paid some Asian fellows that had some history with um, a guy basically bowling with a bit of a murally arm. Right. Okay. Um, they The umpires, they played these guys a week before in a T20. The umpires that day hadn't done anything about the murally guy. The guy was so a Cantabrian, the, the captain. I think they were called Stone something... Stone Cricket Club or some shit. Anyway, the Cantabrian basically stopped batting during the game when Murley came on and held out his hand and kept saying, no ball, every time he bowled, no ball, no ball. And then he finally got bowled. He stopped doing this after we intervened and there was a lot of to and fro and some angry words were exchanged. But at the end of the day, it was only 50 over um, social, kind, not social, but it wasn't that serious, okay? And it was going to turn into a big brawl. Basically, I, we managed to settle them down for a little bit, but then it came to the point where the guy, the no-balling guy, got bowled by Murley, okay? <laughs> and he'd been in for a while, the guy from Christchurch, and it was about, he was born about, I think, excruciatingly for him, he was on 49 oh, or something right. like that. Some yeah, or it could have been 99, I don't know, one of the two. 
Anyway, he got bold, and you should have seen the tizzy. He just refused to leave the crease. Oh, really? Yeah, he said, I'm not leaving because he's an effing cheat, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was just going, oh, fuck, I'm not allowed. You know, just, I'm just here on holiday. Yes. And um, and basically interjected, and it came to the point where he wouldn't leave, so he just pulled stumps out of the ground and awarded the game to the uh, Tamil guys. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Tamil guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my uh, Dublin cricket story. How about that? And I was super hungover too, and I wasn't because I'd been in, um, you know, on the doing the traditional things and yes. stuff the night before. Um, but I, yeah, I wasn't feeling the best, and I wasn't in the mood for it. No, of course not. That's probably what it was. And yeah, and I don't think I overreacted to this day. I, I still think about it and say, could I've done something else? But we did try and get it stopped, you know, right. and it just didn't didn't work out. No, and didn't the lads didn't want to play ball, no. and the the guy from Canterbury was. He was an odd sort of a fella, anyway. Well, to be fair, yeah. They, <laughs> and we've explored that topic on the show on many times. That's why we have no listeners from down there. I actually had a guy on Facebook disown me. What do you call it? Defriend, defriend, a, a Cantabrian. Oh, really? Um, when I was when I was a journal at the Times, I was I wrote a story, um, basically not an anti Gary Stead story, but I I just said he was a bit shit. Right. And even though he got us the World Cup final, I, I still felt that was on the back of some lucky results the other ways. But, but they still choke, you know, again. So, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, and he actually defriended me because I badmouthed Gary mm. in his article. What do you think of that? But you gave that specific reason. Uh, no, but I know why. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because I heard it through the wires. Because <laughs> he's a friend of his and blah, blah, blah. Oh, right. And but I was like, but, you know, that's that's the sports road, isn't it? Yeah, you write articles. Mm. Uh, what else is supposed to do if you think? I didn't destroy his personality. Well, I you did because he hasn't got any, but. You form an opinion on him. Yeah. You, you put on writing. You send yeah. it out to the public. Yeah. It's not slander. It's not slander. Libel or whatever all these things are. Libel. Libel. Yeah. No, none of that. If I, if we were, if this was News Talk ZB. Um, I think we'd have a few libel cases. Like every one of these episodes is sort of some sort of slanders happening. There would isn't be. There? there would be. Yeah. But I mean, that's what the producers are, and the guys higher up are there to protect us. Well, that's we, right. We bring in the listeners. That's right. And they just make sure we're sweet. We were. We let the <laughs> listeners in um, without blowing our own horns because that's difficult and you have to have a rib removed like Marilyn Manson. <laughs> anyway, um, we were going to do a show. Uh, for a um, production company on a major network in New Zealand. Wow. Uh, we kind of auditioned for it and we did a few episodes and basically we got nowhere. Uh, when I say we, it was me and Mark and Aaron who's been on the show. And, right, right. Nothing. Um, yeah, not, not we just came along at the wrong time is probably the best way to describe it. Didn't tarnish my, uh, um, my, my Yeah, my I, didn't, I didn't drag you into it, sorry. Uh, Giller. You've done a lot worse, to be fair. And, yeah, um, yeah and so... They said we weren't PC enough, effectively. Not woke enough. Oh, really? Effectively. Right. Mm. And <laughs> that was the beginning and end of uh, TV sports hard. talkback that's career. Hard. That's hard work. Mm. Uh, it is hard work if you're, if you're, you know, 42 and you can't change. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late to change my ways. Well, there's no point. I changing. just don't like sitting on the fence. I mean, if people are listening and probably say, oh, Jim's a bit of an asshole. And I'm like, yeah. I am, but at the same time, I like um, I like to hold you know people accountable, just, particularly in sports. Just making an opinion. I mean, like yeah. there's all blacks for Christmas. Play the game. Yeah, who gives a shit? It's I'll, your job. Yeah. Just do it. I've worked over Christmas before. I got paid 
bugger all. Selling karate memberships? Uh, no, not that one. Selling no. cars? No, no, uh, no, 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 no. She was in a hotel uh, down the Chateau. Oh, Bay. Chateau during, in the yeah. in the um, Narahui room, in the room, yeah. oh, room. The Narahui room was booked out. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, room, the, the main dining room. Yeah, we were there, and it's um, it's actually quite cool. I've been there as a, as a, as a guest for Christmas uh, yep. a couple of times. And I've worked there a couple of times for Christmas, and uh, it's cool no matter what. Yeah, um, you just sort of become part of the party, really. Old world charm. It is it? really cool place. I really enjoyed down there. Mm. Um, supposed to only stay for one season. I ended up living there for about two and a half years. Yep. It was just great, great time down there. And did you do any skiing, or did you just? Yeah, did, did, did lots of snowboarding. Yeah. Uh, lots of golf. Oh, of course, you used to do a bit of boarding, eh? Yeah. 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 So that was, uh, and um, and plenty of just hijinks in between you're in a pretty cool spot so you can do well it's just nice being there yeah but yes snowboard definitely that's a great story though. that's nice i can embellish mm. and i can go non-pc as hell as well yeah we're probably past the point of caring now so it doesn't really matter but um there was some or i could kick it <laughs> there was some sport being played i think <laughs> well i could kick it off um there's there's uh new zealand uh white ferns are playing the australian what are they called just Australian women. Chillaroos, are they? No, nah, that that, that's the rugby union, I think. Or are they the Matildas? Could be something like that. Now, the Chillaroos is the Australian <laughs> the Women's team, League team. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Anyway, the Black Ferns, no, the White white Ferns yes. are playing the... Whatever they call themselves. Matilda Chillaroos. Right. Uh, in T20 cricket on Saturday. Yes. So there is some international in Australia, obviously. So there is some international cricket starting. Yeah, well, it's it's only September, so they've got to play something like Brizzy, don't they? Mm. And also, Brizzy's got no COVID. It's got limited. No, yep. done. well, bugger so, all. Com- like compared with um, Victoria. Uh, Victoria, yeah. Well, they reckon it's improving. Yeah, I mean, they look like they've done pretty well. They, they just locked <laughs> their doors and said, "Tough luck." <laughs> Six weeks of this, didn't they? So, um, but yeah. So, the, the, so going back to sport, though. Yeah. <laughs> there is some. There was some cricket being played. It was about to be some cricket being played. Yeah. Women's cricket is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, but I'm. It's you know when that's on, how many new fans is it getting? Because I'm a cricket fan, and I'm like, there's no other live cricket. I said, there was a bit of England, Australia, and whatever last week, but um, it was in the middle of the night, and who cares? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, um, there was no crowds. It was boring. Joffre Archer sucks now. Really. Well, he doesn't suck, but he's. he's he, I think they've worked him out a little bit. To be honest, he's he's got that short. You know, he's dangerous when he's sm- and he you know bowls um, sort of you know right into people's shoulders and stuff. He's awkward. He's he's right in your armpit, as they say. But yeah, I think he's getting worked out a little bit. He might not be the superstar they claimed he is. Oh, he's gonna have to work hard on his. Uh, <laughs> gonna have to work oh, hard. Yeah, he pisses me off though, Joff Archer. To be honest, right. he should be playing for the West Indies. It's. They just they just stole him effectively. Really? Yeah, didn't know the backstory. Yeah, well, he's wasted. He's like under 19s or whatever. Okay. And he would come and play county cricket, and guess what happened? What happened. Yeah, you play for us now. Yeah, Jofra. Yes. Just like they did with Phil DeFreitas and uh, the eighties and Gladstone Small, Devon Malcolm, um, David Lawrence, all these sort of guys. You know, if you make a home in England, that's fine. Um, but don't just nick other people, other countries' players. Mm. Piss off. Yeah, I think so. You know. And, you know, they'll dangle the money in front of him. And that's why he's sort of a bit of a showboat with his jewellery everywhere and all that because, you know, he's enjoying his wealth that he wouldn't have got if he was playing, you know, for the uh, Trinbago or yeah. whatever they're called, Tomahawks or something. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what they're called. The tomahawks. Absolutely. Cross-cultural appropriateism. Absolutely. Um, 
Uh, what else is new? There's, oh, I suppose, there's a bit of uh, league floating around. The Warriors got their last game. Todd Payton's crying and saying it's the greatest um, place he's ever worked in his life and blah, blah, blah. That's all very easy to say if you're doing a runner. He's walking out the door. Yeah. Oh, I love that you guys. Oh, I love it so much here, but I'll also leave. Fuck you. Oh, excuse mm. me. So next year they'll be playing some, um, yeah, be playing some for another, another team. Yeah. <clears throat> The um, he did seem to turn him around. North Queensland Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. it did yeah. seem to turn you know a better job than Kearney. He did, but they're also desperate and they've got nothing else to focus on apart from football. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Seriously. And they're a bit ragtag because they borrow players and all that sort of stuff. Right. But sometimes that can help because it throws the other team's defensive systems out if they don't know who they're actually up against. Mm. And you know, if the Warriors play one way and they're used to defending against that, yeah, but then they're bringing all these new guys with new ideas. Like differently, and also the guys, you know, these lone players are looking to make sort of a bit more of a name for themselves or re-establish themselves. Hungry. They're hungry. Mm. They're so so hungry. And they're playing a game this week, I believe, with uh, under new rules or trial. Rules. Are they? Yes, I didn't hear that. Yeah, they are. The the two dead rubber games, Manly and us and Warriors and uh, whoever the other team is. Yeah, two teams are. Yeah, they're playing. Um, uh, new rules. I can't tell you what they are, but they're um, okay. they're slightly different. Um, like if you, yeah, I'm not going to make it up. No. <laughs> so it's unresearched opinion then. No, no, it's definitely to an extent. It's definitely happening. Okay. The Warriors are definitely playing um, a game under variations of the law of the rules. Yep. Um, and it's around. The, I think the ruck is um, instead of kicking for a touch or something, you get another six or something like that. Um, that probably doesn't make any sense either. No. No. But you. <laughs> But you do, um, they, yeah, rather than get something, you get another six, which makes it the, the team less likely to infringe in that area. Nice. That's one of the rules. And there's a few others. There's about three or four of them. Or two well, of them. I do like these uh, repeat sets. They're kind of cool. There's no stopping and kicking it out. No. Repeat set. Yeah. Usually against the Warriors yes. or something. Um, they actually, now that's a bit unfair, actually. The Warriors have, the defence has improved quite a bit this season. I mean, they're still leading 30 points a game, but... <laughs> It's certainly it's a tough old way to win a game. Yeah, it's exactly. It's a, you know, if you keep leaning in points, that's what's <laughs> going to happen. Um, Cody Nikarima um, has flexed. He's flexed and shown a bit of masculinity here. He it says Warriors star would go through twenty twenty sacrifices again next season, so long as the NRL can meet one vital condition. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it is? I have no idea. I want you to guess. Have a go and see how far out you are. One vital. Um, Bearing in mind that I did refer to masculinity and maybe a bit old school. Oh, he wants him to wax or something. Uh, no. <laughs> he wants a punt on a horse and a root. Is that what you're saying? No. Uh, I have no idea. What, what All right, he you? wants to go to the pub and have a beer. That's oh, it. really? That's it. He didn't say 10, but he's a caged lion coke. So he is. <laughs> he's pacing around going, well, he want to get on the piss, eh? so hurry up. <laughs> yeah, come on, hurry up and can we have this game now? Because. He's so fired up. So he can't have a beer after a game or on a Friday night? No. Um, so one condition. Oh, that sounds fair. I don't know. Next year it should be there. It should be all right. Yep. Who knows what COVID's going to do over the next year. <laughs> the Warriors um, will probably be based in Australia full-time anyway. That's the feeling. Yeah. Um, and they've got the addition of uh, Adam Fanua Blake now. Mm-hmm. Obviously a troubled soul who... The narrative is he wants to get away from the gang life or something. I don't really know how true that is. This fellow from Australia? The, Correct, the, the, yeah. The Tongan International? Yeah. Really? Yeah, gang life, gang, troubled soul. As I said, I'm not really sure exactly. I, <laughs> I am speculating <laughs> a little bit. 
But uh, no, that's that's part of it apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's, he's tied him with the Comacheros or some crap. Oh, man. Um, not, they're not exactly sure. Um, but anyway, he's obviously coming across, and he's a hell of a forward, that guy. He's a hell of a forward. Um, he could be the new Jason Tomalolo, but probably doesn't have the ball skills of Tomalolo, um, but he's certainly effective. Really? Absolutely. Well, that's um, hopefully because I know that uh, new coach Nathan Brown, he's coming over here. Yep. Uh, the Milky Bar kid. He's coming over here to, um, I think, for Christmas as well, to get, make sure they're all they're all fit and strong. As okay. worse as the team were, just don't, don't come back unfit. Yep. Otherwise, you'll be here in New Zealand when the teams in Australia. Yeah, good point. Um, they need to, um, you know, they need to, uh, yeah, keep themselves fit. But I reckon if they just come home, yeah, are you saying they're going to come home and overdo it? Is that what you're getting at? Are you talking about, the, the, are you talking the, about lashings of gravy? The, um, the, the interview that I heard from one of the players said, well, yep, yeah, he goes, it was all, all good. Basically, the underlying thing is don't come back mm-hmm. lazy. Come back fit and sharp. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you'll be left here. So, yeah. Which is so Cody Nicarima really has to limit it to one beer. As one I beer. Well, it depends if, if you can. Some of these guys can shake it off quickly, can't they? Yeah. I mean, Jerry Collins used to get on the chop and and, <laughs> and, and hard. And, yeah. uh, and, and piss on the field and before two, the game. Two, two training sessions. Um, well, like I read when he's in Europe, he played for. Um, yeah, he joined the juniors or whatever the under 19s or 20s ones or wherever they are B team. Yeah. And have a session before his own session. Um, and the coach reckons to sweat out the night before prior to his, to his team. Yeah. So he trained twice a day. Nice. But I remember getting on the piss on a Friday night when I was a young fella and playing probably two games of rugby the next yeah, day. Yeah, nothing. Man. I don't know how. Nothing. But <laughs> imagine that. Imagine that now, playing two games of rugby. Oh, I, yeah. And then getting back on the piss after the of game. Course, straight after mm. it. Injuries and all. Bruised. Sucking down some Debbie Bitters or something. Watching Phil Black. Go across. There we go. Yeah. 24 cans for 20 bucks or something, wasn't it, weren't they? I, they weren't expensive from no. memory. No. Uh, but you had to get someone's dad to buy them or an older-looking guy. Yes. That you knew. Because mm-hmm. uh, in those days, uh, drinking age was 20, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. 20. Well, I did find this that was true. But I was a little bit baby-faced, though. You you, you were sort of a... I was all right. An Irish street hoodlum. But yeah, I, I was I was quite clean-cut and... Um, I was and buying two boxes. Was it three boxes? I definitely got ID. 24 of them. Yeah. Uh, at the Mount. Yeah. 93, 94 New Year's. So I was 17. Yeah. And uh, I'd buy for everyone else. So I'd go in and give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all for me. 72 bottles of beer. <laughs> Stummies of beer. Walk it up. Sweet. And it was always, always so unsubtle with kids, um, like teenagers, <laughs> eh? Like the rest of them all waiting around the corner and like everyone can see them. And in the back of the cave was like, yeah, helping me pack yeah, it in yeah, there. Yeah. Look at this old are, they, are they over 20 like you? <laughs> you know? There's no way. Oh, there goes my brother. He's just helping me. He's not going to drink any of it. He's not going to touch any of this, I can guarantee you. Mm. I'll get through the first 60. You might have to. Remember when you could, remember when you could actually get hammered at the cricket though and, and red badge wouldn't throw you out? Uh, yeah, I do remember. In fact, it's probably the yeah. last time I went to the cricket. Yeah. <laughs> it was, was like that. I uh, got quite aggressive at a Auckland Blues uh, Hurricanes game. Auckland Blues. The Blues Hurricanes. Yes. Um, about five years ago, I'd, I'd, been, on the, I'd been on the dirty water. Um, I'd had four or five pints, and I was in, it was a Friday afternoon, and the Blues were playing at 7.30. And this is, the, this is when they sucked big time, okay. right? Um, and they got an early lead in the game, and they actually looked really good. And then the ref started turning on us. I forget who it was. It didn't really matter. It could have been anyone. Um, 
the point is I started getting really savage at the ref and then he allowed um, the Hurricanes a try right in the corner by the old um, ASB supporters lounge, sort yep. of the members lounge, Eden Park. Yes. Members, the old one. Um, right there, and the, it was blatant that the, they'd knocked it on the play before, and he let it go, and he was like, backwards. You know, Union, everything's backwards. Yes. And it's like, it's not backwards. No. They blatantly knocked that on. Forward. Or straight down or some yarn, right? That's, yeah, that's anyway, it was one of those. And I was, I was fairly rinsed by the stage, and I just started abusing him in the corner. I was sort of <laughs> quite sitting about... 10, 15 rows back, but I actually got out of my seat and ran down to the pitch <laughs> and basically <laughs> said I was going to wait for him in the car park afterwards. <laughs> and then all these people, and it was, I was out of control. Like, I was just How lost How many people, it. spectators were around you? Oh, not that many because it's, you know, when the blues sucked. So um, most of them were from Wellington. <laughs> oh, is that right? And all these young families were leaving because of my savagery. And I, I basically ruined their evening. Oh, look, I've heard a story like that before. <laughs> yeah. And um, I from then on, I, I don't actually drink much now, so it's not such a problem. But I just... You were evicted? I was just that the blues were actually winning. And then the ref basically handed the game the Hurricanes. And as you know, I can't stand TJ Perinara, and I think he was sort of goading our players and right. being a dickhead. Definitely. And I was going to wait for him in the car park as well. Really? And then, yeah, I should have been ejected by Red Badge is what I'm getting but you at. Went, no, I wasn't. Down, took your not seat, sure what happened. Re- I ruined a lot of people's nights that night. <laughs> the only one I didn't ruin was the referee. No. Maybe he went home and cried and, and said, I'm never riffing again. Probably. Could you be my know. fault. He could have just, just gone home and sulked like a, like a sulky thing. Yeah. Or the fact that I was a bit tanked, a bit tanked. Um, <laughs> to the point. Maybe my recollection's completely out and none of that happened. Oh, that, ooh, no, what do you think? Fa- to fabricate such a yarn. Mm. Uh, and stand, oh, yeah, I don't think so. I think you did do it. No, yeah. I believe you. Yeah, I suppose. I love how Eden Park um, gives you, how many beers can you get at a time? Two or something now, is it? Uh, wasn't it four? Was it four? Uh, the last I'm pretty sure it's two now. But when you don't they stage it or stagger it? So the first, if you're there at like seven o'clock, you can buy four. But oh, maybe six. Uh, uh, it's, it's too complex already. I don't know it what's is. going on. I believe, and even then, it's two or something. Well, the last match I went to, or maybe it could be the the Auckland game. The last match I went to was an All Blacks test. Yeah, and I definitely bought four at a time. Yeah, um, maybe the rules like are different for test matches. Maybe it's a cricket thing. Maybe it's two beers at cricket because everyone gets shit tanked because it goes all day. Well, prob- that could be it. There we go. Yeah, that, that makes be. more sense. Yeah, we should get a representative from the um, police licensing department or whatever on the show. and, and We just, won't, but we should. Just, and just ask them questions. Yeah, so what's going on here? Why? Like uh, <clears throat> Fat Freddy's drop I saw at uh, Villa Maria. I mean, you got the, you could buy a bottle of wine each. Yep. And then it just got down and down and down until you buy like a glass. And yeah. Was it, and, but I used to work at Villa Maria. Oh, I know really? it very well. I was the on-site security manager. Is that right? I used to actually live there. Really? Pretty young. The, the yeah. current site? Uh, yeah. All oh, yeah. right. Because yeah. my father worked for them for about 17 years. Oh, is that right? Yeah, mainly the other site. Oh, the old one. Well, my house was um, next to the old site. Oh, I know. Very yeah, well. <laughs> you know, exactly. Which is John Fillmore or something now or right. one of those. Yeah, and I worked for them for quite a bit too. Oh, I did? Various roles. Um, sales executive, that sort of thing. Down nice. Down in Christchurch. <laughs> I worked security 24 hours a day, like literally. Oh, the alarms would go off all the time. You know the place well. It was it was terrifying. I, I can't go back. Um, Luke Ronke has applied for a batting coach job with the Black Caps after um old peter fulton decided he was a head coach we've talked about that before haven't we, didn't we? Touch upon that. Um, now luke ronkey the ronkey donkey um is in a head-to-head battle with Auckland aces coach heinrich milan now speaking of south african uh south africans who've made an impact in Auckland cricket in particular 
uh, New Zealand cricket and Heinrich's case. He's the ex-coach of CD, but now he's the coach of the Aces. Excellent, this guy. Luke Everyone, Rocky. no, uh, oh, sorry, guy. sorry, Luke. I don't really know him, so I can't really talk about his job chances. Yeah, the fella. But I know that he used to play for New Zealand, which usually gives you the job regardless. Mm. Um, anyway, Heinrich Milan is a super coach. Yeah. Absolute super coach. What? He's young, mm-hmm. and that's why he's he's 30, maybe eight. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why he's not higher than he is at the moment. But you watch, he's, he's a super coach, this guy. Everything I hear from players and all that um, that are at that level – just rave about this guy. Technique, mental game. Um, no, nah, he's reasonably hands off, from what I understand. But um, just a great motivator and all this sort of stuff. And I'm not. I haven't been paid to say this, Heinrich. Um, you can you can pick up your shekels afterwards if you like. Yes. Yes. But um, superstar, keep keep an eye out for this guy anyway. And uh, my earphones just fell out. So anyone, can you just keep talking while I plug them in? Okay. How long is it going to take you to plug it? Oh, I, I would say probably. Three to four seconds. All right. yeah. So, the US Open was won. It was. By a fellow called Bryson DeChambeau. Yes. Uh, who is... Uh, for the jerk-off. For, the, for those of you out there who know a wee bit about him. Bryson's a jerk. He's a muscle-bound jerk-off, isn't he? put on 21 he? kgs in the last nine months. 21 kilograms. Intentionally, though. Yeah, just yep. to bulk up. Just a bulk up. And he, and he had ball. a big sook because the cameraman, he played a bad shot and he yelled oh, at the cameraman. That's right, we did touch yep. on that. But he's come through and won his first major. Yeah. And he's done it in such an unorthodox fashion, playing the course in a way that no one would have recommended. No. He made 23 out of the, uh, not quite 72, but 23 fairways of the whole four four days. Yeah. Which is the lowest US Open win by by about seven. So basically, you, you've got to, what they do in the, 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 in, in the US Open is they grow the rough long, the, the outside of the fairway, they grow it long, so it's really hard. And he didn't, couldn't care. He's so strong, he just cut straight through it, yep. didn't care at all. So that was very interesting. He's a man-child sort of, isn't he? He does look like that. Yeah. Even though he's 27. But mm. but you know what I mean, that man-child look sort of. He does have that sort of. He's like he's 10 wearing a baseball cap, but he's massive. Yes. Yeah. And sort of you want to and think you should and get away with slapping him. Yeah. Because um, he can't run that fast because he's too big. Probably not. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. But he can smash that golf ball. He can. It's actually terrifying, isn't it? It's incredible. It's but he's a jerk, right? From what I've heard, he's a jerk. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know, but yeah. But maybe the other guys are jerks. I mean, because I always remember a story about um, Dave Duval. Remember that golfer? Yes, I do. And apparently, he was the biggest dick on the tour. Right. Like no one like he was the he was the um, shooter McGavin of the tour, so yes. to speak. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I remember seeing a documentary on him, and he was like the best guy ever. <laughs> and I was like, have I just missed something complete, or does, uh, did they just make you know was it too sympathetic the documentary? Yes. Which is quite possible because it would have been like ESPN Presents or yes. one of those. Um, but he seemed like the nicest guy of all time. And I was like, is this right? That's right. Because well, yeah. Tiger Woods is a bit of a jerk. There's, people know that. Yeah, apparently he's nicer now. Um, he probably would be because he got caught out. Because he got peeled. And he's been, yeah, it's, it's, he got just, peeled big. To, and he's got <laughs> half as much money as he used to <laughs> or less than that. Yeah, and he can't play as good as he played no. and all that sort of stuff. Um, Patrick Reed is a guy they reckon no one likes as well. Is that right? Um, and he's a good golfer. And uh, um, right from his college days through, everyone's like, nah, I don't want to play with him. Nah, I don't want to play with oh, him. Oh, that much of a dick. That much of a dick. Like, yeah. And he's like, I don't even know why. Because no one likes you. that much of a dick. That's, that's why. why. <laughs> I mean, a lot of these guys, obviously sportsmen are super competitive generally. You know, you'll play them in tiddlywinks and they'll they'll want to win. Yes. Which is, which is fine. But there's a fine line between competitive and just being a cock. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, and I think Bryson's probably straying into the cock territory at the moment. <laughs> but at the same time, some of these old heads are probably dark at him because he's muscling his way to, to majors, you know? Well, uh, like everything he does is unorthodox. His clubs, you know, he, he's got yep. all his irons are the same length. That's not, that's highly unusual. Yep. Um, all of his wedges have been bent to different degrees. They say they're 56 degree or whatever, or 60 degree. Yep. He bends them to 58. Nice. He's, he's got a three wood that's supposed to be this angle. He bends it to another angle. Yep. His clubs, the grips on his clubs are these big, fat, tapered things that I've never seen in my life. Uh, he's got a custom-made putt. Everything he does is different. Yep. He's got three. Does he have buckets, sir? He's got three buckets. Yeah, bucket hands. Uh, he looks pretty He big. would do. He looks pretty You could tell. Yeah. But he's got, you know, he's a, he's a mad scientist. He's the next uh, physics major. Oh, is that right? So, so he's quite analytical with his oh, stuff. he's got three yardage books, him and his, his caddy. And I've seen about, that. Yeah, I've seen that. They'll talk about air pressure. Uh, yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll talk about, I mean, all these things have an effect, but the degree that he goes into it is, um, is remarkable. Very I suppose good. when you're at that level, though, because to get on the tour, yeah, there's a bit of much, there's a bit of muchness about it. What I mean is, you have to be a certain level to get on that tour to it. So to excel above the rest of those guys, you've got to have an edge like that. It's like motor racing, isn't it? They find every little. Um, in a nanosecond, don't know anywhere. You know, it is. I mean, these guys are good golfers, and they become you know, to be the best of the best. It's it's a remarkable thing. Best of the best, but like this show, <laughs> we're, certainly, <laughs> we're certainly standing above the others. Um, now, the All Blacks won't be home for Christmas. Is very sad. Um, oh, yeah. Aside from that, there's a game at Eden Park on the October the I want to say tenth. We've got the Wallabies, or is it the eighteenth? Yeah, no, it's no. a Bledisloe Cup. Yeah, but. Um, I was under the impression there wouldn't be any crowd. Well, it has to be 100 or less unless Is that what one. it is? Unless it's level one, yeah, correct? so it must be just the And we're getting new cases today, aren't we? Right. We've had... I think, yeah, two or three. There's been six in two days. Right. So maybe it won't be level one. No, it won't be level <laughs> That'll one. That'll be a disaster. I can't. It'll be... Um, what I was getting at is, though, so is it, would Eden Park lose its... Um, its, uh, its, its cauldron-like feeling, its, its gladiatorial sort of... Um, you know, the the power it has over opposition teams, they just can't beat us there. Will What's it, going on? Well, it's lose its luster, do you think, mm. being an empty empty. That's state. what I'm getting at. Yeah, well, it would be different because I did say, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I suppose the home crowd does give you um, wings or an extra mm-hmm. wing or whatever term you wish to use. Mm-hmm. Eden Park seems to do it more than the other stadiums. There's something about it. I don't know what it is. It's just... It's a, it is a cordon. It's an arena. Step in the arena, you know. Yeah, maybe because we've dusted a couple of World Cups there. Mm. Um, you know, Auckland have, have you know, dominated there at periods. Mm. Not always, but they've, they've played some. Not so much in recent times. Nope. Oh, we did win in 2018, though. Yeah, that we was crushed it. Canterbury. Yeah, I did. The greatest game, game ever. Yeah, <laughs> it was the greatest game ever, though, for me. Anyway. I did watch that game. Uh, I was always uh, hopeful, um, not in a, not in a, that way, but hopeful. Sonny Bill Williams would like just do a massive hit once at Eden Park and just turn around and say, "Are you not entertained?" <laughs> you reckon he did? Like Rusty in Gladiator, right? Yeah. Are you not entertained? Stand up and start you know, voicing to the crowd. Is this not why you were here? Mm. You think he wouldn't do that though? Eh? I don't he'd, think he would. He'd probably bomb it. No. I don't think he's a TV natural, old uh, Sonny. No. No, I don't think he. I don't think he likes it that much. Absolutely, we got some community notices coming up. Uh, we'll catch you next time. East FM, eighty-eight point one, one hundred seven point one. Sports Happy Hour. See you next time. See you next time.